0: parenting, much is in store, cause life is so much more than the grass on the Lawn Dads Podcast. Welcome to the Lawn Dads Podcast. I'm TJ, your adequate lawn dad, lawn enthusiast host, uh, and we have our very first guest, guest on here, Chris, with Ope, It's Mo Time. Hello, hello. Chris, hello. good to have you, man. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. How does it feel to be the the very first guest on the Lawn Dads podcast? Um I didn't know I was the first.
1: So that's an honor. That's pretty You're... cool. I knew I was like one of the first. So this is kind of sweet. Um yeah. I'm excited to dive into the whole realm of warm season grasses with you.
0: This is fun. Yes. Yes. And so so everybody knows who's listening, what type of grass or where are you from and what type of grass do you have? Uh, and like, yeah, let's start there. The details, the, the, the details. things that people
1: want to just dive right into. So, uh, it, if you are listening and hear, oh, it's that's because it's a Midwest term. So, I am smack dab in the heart of the Midwest, uh, outside of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. So, I'm way up north, basically Canada. Um, and I have all cool season grasses. So, I like. Unlike yourself, I wouldn't be able to plant like a warm season grass and have that work year round. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I have primarily it's a couple different things. In my front yard, it's exclusively perennial ryegrass, uh, and in the backyard, it's majority Kentucky bluegrass uh, with a with a little mix of perennial ryegrass um, in there as well. So that's awesome. uh, That that's me. I'm sitting on about six thousand square feet of lawn. So okay. your traditional cookie cutter suburban home.
0: Yep, absolutely. And do you do you real mow at all? Do you rotary? How are you mowing? Yeah, in the
1: backyard, I do rotary. Um, it's either with a put just your standard old Toro push mower or, you know, a Cub Cat ride on. Um, and in the front, yeah, I took the leap and, and dove right into head first real mowing for the first time. Who didn't? Boy, that is a different world. It is. Do you like
0: it? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes.
1: It's fun. So it's fun. It's a ton of work. And I knew that going into it. Like I've watched a bunch of people like give me pros or like, I don't know, the pros and cons of it all of like doing it for a couple of years. And like my kids are at the age where I've got two kids, uh, six and four, um, hmm. but we're now five just had a birthday.
0: Nice. And Happy birthday.
1: Yeah. Little guys growing up. It's crazy. It's insane. But like we're home all the time. And like, that works for me, but mm-hmm. that's not gonna work for like someone who is maybe with high school kids, always on the go and stuff like that. Like yep, you gotta, as you know, mm-hmm. like you gotta pay attention to what's going on, and you can't just like let it go. So it's like another kid,
0: it kind of is <laughs> our little grass babies, right? Little that grass babies give us crap for. Uh huh. So. Or lawn yeah. dads, not just to humans, but to grass babies. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you? So, again, for listeners, uh, Chris his his Instagram and social media is Opits Mow Time, uh, so you can look him up on all those social media platforms. But, Chris, how did you get into social media? Did you just stick a camera in front of your mowing? Did you like plan on doing this? Like, how'd you get? How'd you get started? Gosh, no, uh,
1: no, I didn't get. I'd never planned on doing this, which is bizarre, so like going back all the way to my college and like high school days, I got really into uh, architecture and landscape architecture, and I left the University of Minnesota with a landscape uh architecture degree with a couple minors in the same design field and that's where the love of like the outdoors came um, after that, I uh, focused specifically on like luxury like residential hardscape design. That was Mm -hmm. like what I really got into. So like these, you know, conglomerate pools and how hardscape patios would fit around them and like how people would use the space. And, you know, the centerpiece of that was always a lawn. And Mm -hmm. for these houses and properties that we were going to a well-maintained lawn, um, you know, it's more of like the want versus you know, the necessity of having green space around you, right? So <laughs> right, right. I was always I was always more curious on how someone would use the space versus like what was actually like in the space. Um, so it's like this, it, it's always interesting from that regard. But uh, I got out of that because we were in this cool little thing called the recession and I went into uh, the fitness industry because that was also another, still is another passion of mine of just trying to live a healthy life and trying to figure that out um spent about 12 13 years in there and then this thing called covid shut the world down and sent us all home where we're staring outside at our lawns that are just not great and i've always terrible looking lawns, lawns. yeah <laughs> and like i don't it's covid we're coming out of spring like it's spring right when all this went down right so like our lawns are waking up like mm-hmm. in the cool season zone like we we need to get outside
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I took it on just to myself. I'm just like, this is just another time to do a hobby to like more for my mental health. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go take care of something just so I can go do something. Just like a lot of us found, you know, different hobbies in COVID. And yep. I started noticing that there were like lawn care accounts on the social media side. And I'm like, that's interesting. People actually care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like start entering giveaways. I noticed that like giveaways were a thing. I was like, oh, cool. I can like win products and like stuff. So I created this like public profile because you needed a public profile versus a private one. Uh, Started posting a couple pictures of my lawn. And here we are two and a half years later um, (laughs) talking on a a lawn podcast. with a
0: lawn podcast.
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah. Two of the biggest podcaster, uh, two of the biggest like lawn Instagram whatever's. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't
0: plan on any of this,
1: but education's a big thing in my world. Like it was all like t- teaching people how to talk to people and teaching people that they can develop personally on something that they didn't know that they cared about. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for me. So like that's that's where the ch- it could be any topic. I'm really passionate on teaching people h- how to use a space and why it's important and, and more importantly, just to like
0: develop as a person. You know yeah.
1: to, pr- to prove that they can do it so that's me in a nutshell
0: that's awesome man well yeah, I, I i think i'm the same same boat i didn't like plan on plan on hitting any algorithms or plan on having any social media following so the but golf yeah, course lawn helped yeah the golf course lawn helped you know looking back i guess not many people have <laughs> that so <laughs> so speaking of social media so ps at like you heard the intro what do, yeah. you, what do you think about the intro of the podcast? Is that not the? I
1: mean, it's amazing. I, <laughs> it's still, it's still like stuck in my head, and I
0: think it will be for like the next seven days. The next seven days, and I knew I had a banger, uh, so I actually got that on Fiverr. Uh, one of my actually through a connection that I kind of know. I kn- knew that he had done stuff for other people, but um, I, I I hired him to do it and. I didn't know if it was good or not, but I knew it was good four days later when I was changing my kid's diaper and like singing in my head. I'm just like, all right, this thing is it. So I I felt like I had to ask the first guest, what do you think about the intro? (laughs) Have
1: have your kids started singing it yet? Because I feel like that's a very easy song for kids to sing.
0: I think once the podcast starts coming out and maybe I have it on the background or something like that, I think they'll start singing it. So Bargins, Laundead's podcast. (laughs) It's brilliant. So bad. It's good. It's so terrible. I, I want to do like a riff on it, like a 90s, like dad, like thumbs up, turning around. and It's very you know, Full House-like, yes. Very Full House. Danny yeah. Tanner just mowing oh, yeah. the lawn. Yeah. Oh, you that should was, do that. That'd be a good video. It'd be a good video. One day. Mm-hmm. It's the next viral video. Um, so speaking of, speaking of viral videos and stuff, I, I want to cover in this section of the podcast. So since you're in social media, I'm in social media. For the listeners who don't have viral videos or like interested in this side of things, I want to cover some of your favorite comments, maybe one or two that stick out to you, but like (laughs) people hate grass. People absolutely hate grass in the public. Uh, So maybe like a couple of comments that you've read or like constantly come up. Like, what what are people saying to you and (laughs) commenting on your videos? Yeah, the comment
1: section is always a fun place to uh you know, dramatically decrease your mental health. Um <laughs> as if you're on that side, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think it depends on the platform too. Like they're so wildly different. Like if you go to like mm-hmm. Instagram, people are so nice there. Oh yeah. They're and I oh, love and Instagram. then you get to Facebook and it's just a bunch of like people like our parents' age, like they don't know how to be mean. No. <laughs> But then you get to TikTok and YouTube and it's like the wild, wild west. Like you don't, man, it's crazy. Anywho. So there was this one, uh, it's funny you say that. Cause like I had just gotten done with like fall cleanup and I did this, I think the first year that I had it, it was like the first like viral quote in air quotes uh, mm-hmm. video. Uh, it was like a couple million at the time, like super cool. But then like you look at some of these other ones and they're like 20, 30, 40, 50 million. So it's mm-hmm. like in retrospect. Yeah. It didn't really get to that many people, but it got the one person. It yep. got the one person that called me a dolphin killer. A dolphin killer. And here's why. So at Carl Forrester's, I don't know if you have those down there. Certainly you have grassy landscape plants, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: That you, you cut down every year or you're supposed to cut down every year and they'll basically grow back. Okay. They're great for winter habitat. They're great for all of those things. I started my account in the fall. So I'm looking for content. So mm-hmm. I cut my stuff down in the fall. You're normally supposed to cut these down in the spring. It mm-hmm. doesn't actually matter. But this one lady, and I, I found a, a, a hack where you take a, a zip. I happen to have zip ties on hand. Okay, mm-hmm. So they're plastic where I take the zip tie and basically strangle the plant. So it's all tied up. You can use a twine. You can use, uh, like, uh, anything to yeah, tie it, yeah. for lack of a better term, but I used a zip tie, and then you take your hedge trimmer, and you cut right underneath the zip tie, and then you don't have all of the grassy... No mess. ...mess. There's it's no great. mess. It's perfect. It's mm-hmm. like life hack one 101. Yep. That pissed someone off. And she's <laughs> like, you're gonna kill all the dolphins, you dolphin killer! <laughs> And like my friends like made a huge deal about that one. I nice. thought it was hilarious. And but so like that's like the running inside joke of like anything I do that's not quote unquote in air quotes environmentally friendly to the max. Yep. Uh, I hate dolphins. Dude,
0: you are. You're a dolphin killer, man. Man. I can't believe I have a dolphin killer on this, this podcast. First guest, too. You're going to you're going to get canceled First episode one, man. Canceled halfway through episode one. <laughs> Dang it, man. Well, I um I've been called an ecological terrorist before. I think that's that's my oh, no. equivalent of a dolphin. Ecological terrorist. So if you're listening yep. to this and you're getting into lawns, just know that you're 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 probably a terrorist or a dolphin killer. So just know that we're we're all in this together. So <laughs> um but anyways, yeah, I wanted to cover that. It's just it's just always fun. You know, people have no idea, like, oh it's just bad comments, but People have no idea what we go through. It's a hard life, man. Just but cold. it's fun. It's like, fun. Like, it's all part of it. And, it's like, fun. people,
1: people, and on the other side, like, there's more obvious positivity than hate. Yep. But um, those are the ones that stick out. You know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. but some of them are just comically bad. It's bad. It's so it's just bad. So bad. Like, like their you... kids are like, let's kill all the lawns and pour concrete all over them. Concrete yeah. jungle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Concrete jungle. Yeah. Like that's any better. That's, Come on. that's worse. That's worse. Like, you got There's the no diesel, oxygen in that. You got diesel trucks coming in. I mean, at Bro. what point do you draw the line to say grass is actually better than concrete, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, um, there are some people in this world that can't understand science. So that's think, cool.
0: Think. So <laughs> anyways, um, all right. So next, next section of the podcast, um, I like to cover questions that I get, whether that's emails or people have slid into my DMs or even the guest DMs. Uh, we're not going to cover the the bad stuff, just the just the good uh, grass questions. But this one, I'm going to read off first. This one actually came through my email. So if if you're a listener and you got a question, feel free to shoot me an email at email at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on any social media. You can also ask Chris. hope um, it's mo time. If you have cool season grass questions, he is a wealth of knowledge as well. But if you have questions, hopefully we'll cover them on this uh, the podcast with the guest right beside me, so that we can kind of like come up with a, a game plan. Not just one of us; it's both of us kind of like talking through a game plan for you. Maybe making a good little uh, little uh, calendar for you. So this one comes from Daniel says uh hello lawn dad love the videos thanks daniel starting my lawn from scratch this year and i want to know what is a great first step to do that i'm in lexington kentucky and do not know where to start can you please help me so loaded um, question loaded loaded question question so thanks daniel for the question um i'm gonna defer that one to you there ope (laughs) <laughs> oh, i knew that was coming there's not so, many other people you can defer to so yeah. i have a 50/50 shot well so. the nice thing is so so we'll start out with this so he's in lexington kentucky so we mm-hmm. know that lexington kentucky is sort of like transition zone so that i guess that is maybe something that we can first off like what yeah. grass are you, what grass are you going to choose like what what can you choose in a transition zone
1: yeah so without knowing too much uh about the act cause like there's the zones. So it's like if you're in a northern state or way out west, you're probably in what's called the cool season zone where you're mm-hmm. going to want to choose between ultimately about four main cool season grasses, which are Kentucky bluegrass, tall fescue or type tall fescue, fine fescue and perennial ryegrass or a blend of those. Um, those are the ones that will handle the temperature in that particular climate. Uh, if you're looking in like the warm season zone, that's going to be more on like the south, southeast, you know, zone of the United States where it's like you're going to be doing St. Augustine, Bermuda, which obviously people who listen to you know all about, Joyza, Centipede, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this, that that's the bread of the sandwich. And then you mm-hmm. have this like peanut butter and jelly in the middle. That's mm-hmm. called the transition zone. And Daniel happens to be smack dab in the middle of that. So like Kentucky, Indiana, uh, part I guess parts of that, uh, like Southern Ohio, like Virginia, West Virginia, all of those. North are, Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's, I'm getting farther away from Minnesota. My geography is like, <laughs> where is that? Um, that's Michigan, tra- UP, Canada. Like, <laughs> I
0: mean, transition zones.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not the transition yeah. zone when you're up there. But you can either choose, depending on your preference and what you want, either a warm or a cool season grass. And in doing mm-hmm. so, you will have pros and cons of your choice. It just kind of depends on what what you want. So, like you mentioned, first off is understanding where you're located and understanding what grass is going to be best for you in that particular environment. Now, yep. within the two pieces of bread and the peanut butter and jelly in the middle, are a bunch of different like sub cult like sub climates, right? So, elevation, what your soil is like. Uh, all sorts of different things to basically figure out. So what I always say is the next step is just to get your foundation, right? Get a soil test, Mm -hmm. right? And you want to make sure that there's not any like recently applied fertilizer to like miscue the results. But what a soil test will do is very much like getting like a diagnostic on your car where it will tell you what your car needs work on, right? It'll tell you what your lawn needs to be fed. And we do that by feeding it nutrients and fertilizer and soil amendments and things like that over time. That's not like a rapid fix. So I always tell people to start there. And then like, there's a bunch of eye tests really of just what do you want your lawn to look like? And then finding the best one in that, and that fits with inside of that environment. Yep. Out of all of those cultivars that I just mentioned in both warm and cool season, certain grass types will perform better in certain environments than others. For example, if we're talking cool season, it's very difficult to grow grass in the shade, Mm -hmm. right? A perennial ryegrass, for example, is not going to be your best bet, Mm -hmm. right? You're gonna wanna find a shade tolerant option like a turf type tall fescue, or even better, a fine fescue, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're looking for something that's like drought tolerant, here in the Midwest, we get pounded with drought, you're going to want to figure out what's going to work best with a drought tolerant environment. Well, over here, that's going to be a turf type tall fescue. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if he wants to consider warm season grasses, there's a whole bunch of laundry list pros and cons to deal with because that's just a whole nother bucket. Yep. Yep. Right. Which you can certainly take on, but that, that's where I would start of just like, what do you want your goals of your lawn to be? Yeah. Do, Do you want a low maintenance lawn? Do you want a higher maintenance lawn? Uh, do you, do you want something where you're going to put more work into it, but then you're going to want to find something that actually works in your environment, knowing that that might not be the, like the whole entire property. You might have a backyard that's shady and a front yard that's sunny where you might need to mix and match a little bit. So there's not really a right and wrong answer to start, but you need your foundation, which is Mm -hmm. where everything that I just mentioned comes into play. But like for warm season grasses, like
0: what would you do? So what do I do? Um, I'm with you on there. I'm with you on that. So first off, it's going to be a soil test. But yeah, you really need to figure out what, uh, what cultivar you want. So yeah, you brought up a good point. If you're in shade, there's no... Like, Bermuda does not grow in shade. I don't know hmm. if... Yeah, it, does, it just does not grow in shade. Zoysia does a little bit. Zoysia, but it's not... It still needs a good solid, like, three to four hours of really hot sun. All of the, all of the Southern grasses are going to need very much so like heat to, to grow and thrive. Yeah. You can, you can grow it. So if you throw sod down, it'll, it'll be okay for the first year or two, but like, it's not going to thrive. So that's going to be my opinion is, yeah, you need to figure out what type of, what type of uh, lawn do you have as super shaded? Well, now we're tending more. So since you're in the transition zone, you're tending more so towards that, that, uh, fescue mm-hmm. Um, cooler season lawn. If it's bright sun and it gets like ten hours of sun per day, you might be leaning towards that that Bermuda. But, um, Chris, I know you've worked a little bit with them, but since we're talking about turf types and and cultivars, Twin City Seed Company. Yeah, you know who they are, right? Good buddies of mine. Good buddies of yours. So they're actually today's. Uh, podcast sponsors. So today's episode is brought to you by Twin City Seed Company. Twin City Seed Company provides the highest quality grass and seed money can buy. Using the top rated cultivars according to trials from the National Turf Grass Evaluation Program, you can use the coup- coupon code Winter20. So Winter20 is a 20% off just for listening to this podcast. 20% off your next order. This is the biggest discount of the year. So get out there early and grab the seed for your next lawn project. I'm not sure exactly how long that's going for, I think until the end of January, but 20% off, you can plan your, your Daniel, you can plan your uh, summer renovation on your lawn by going to Twin City Seed Company and getting 20% off your order.
1: That's huge. I actually that's pretty didn't big. even, I, to be honest with you, I took last week off and I did not know about that at all. So that's super cool. <laughs> Um, glad you learned about it. That on this is podcast. a key he- so twenty percent's no no nothing to squawk at either. That's uh I mean you, you get elite seed, it's gonna have a decent price
0: tag to it because you're getting the quality yeah. there. Uh, Absolutely.
1: that's a big savings. Sweet.
0: And just in my research with them and, and working with them, they've got all the Bermuda cultivars. Like when I first got into like doing lawns and how to get into lawns. I was looking for seeds and the only place I needed to go to was like Home Depot. Right. And as you know, if you've ever been into the, if you've ever heard or talked or even been in the lawn community a little bit, that stuff is, it's got a lot of junk in it. Oh yeah. A lot of junk, a lot of fillers, a 20 pound bag has, you know, 10 pounds of just junk and filler and fertilizer in it. So, um, I know for a fact that their bags are like 100 like 99.9999% seed. So, you know that you're getting good seed from them. So, it might be a little bit more expensive, but with this 20% off, you're getting a huge discount.
1: Yeah, if so, you do and it, it's I've got a lot of videos on that. So, if you if you're wondering a little bit about how the math breaks down, I've got a few of those on my channel at Hope oh, it's mo time. But if you if you the, the biggest comparison that I always go to with grass seed and like fillers and stuff is dog food hmm. Right. It was something I was thinking over on Christmas break when I was filling up a bowl and it's like there's so like people buy quality. Right. And mm-hmm. then they they buy the stuff underneath it, like on the bottom shelf where it's like the one that's like advertised the most, but it's mm-hmm. just filled with a bunch of junk. Cornmeal. And like the nutrients you have to feed the dog and animal more of that stuff to get the result when you should have just went off and invested more and got the quality stuff it's the exact yep. same principle yeah um there's so much stuff <laughs> just so look at crap. the look at look at the back of the bag read the label and have your jaw drop to the floor it's pretty yep. amazing
0: yep just read the label so anyways glad to have them a part of this podcast and sponsor yeah. this podcast um so yeah you asked where i would start i would start there is figuring out what uh what turf you want what cultivar you want uh maybe i'll, I'll respond to daniel and get some some pictures from him see exactly where he's at but If you're starting a a lawn this year, I would start there. Figure out A, what cultivar you want, and then two, you're right, soil test. That's going to tell you exactly what's in your your soil, so you do not have to guess, hey, do I need a fertilizer with more phosphorus in it or potassium or whatever? Uh, Do I need to bring up my pH? Do I need to bring down my pH? I mean, there's a million things. So getting that soil test is going to give you data on what your soil is and help your little grass babies grow as, as good as they can. now let me ask you something too. If you're doing this from scratch, are you killing all of like the weeds in your grass? Like, what do you, what are you doing to like start from scratch before you put the seed down?
1: Yeah, it depends. It's, I say depends a lot, but it, it really does. <laughs> and it's, I think this is more, th- this is largely taking a look at where your lawn currently is. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. looking out and you see more weeds than actual blades of grass, if you don't kill it off, you're going to have a couple years worth of treating your lawn the right way mm-hmm. um, before you're probably going to be like super satisfied with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, that way is called a full renovation.
0: Yeah. Right, and it is a ton of work. You got a bunch um, of videos on that, don't you? I
1: Yeah. And well, and my... My business partner Vince at Rooted Lawn Co. He's he's art. he's another host on the uh, lawn feed podcast. Mm-hmm. He lives in Pennsylvania. He's done a ton of these like full renovations. Um yep. and like if you just wanna <laughs> if you wanna just get into the brain of Vince for a little bit, like take a <laughs> listen to some of our full reno podcasts. Yep. Um, but it's just, you just need to know what you're getting into. You mm-hmm. need to know when to do it, you need to know what's all involved. And you just have to set realistic expectations, but you're going to have the opportunity to have one exclusive cultivar in your lawn yep. Yeah. when you're done with it. So, like, the rewards heavily outweigh any, like, sweat mm-hmm. and work put in, Yeah. in my opinion. Um, but then there's... You could you could do what I do a lot of the times is I, like I I do mo what I, what I call mo time makeovers and these are like quick aesthetic like revamp transformations of a of, of a lawn where you would go in you would dethatch the lawn because there mm-hmm. is a layer of just dead grass organic matter that is from otherwise. About preventing you from getting any seed-to-soil contact, if you were to go lay down your grass seed that you just spent a whole bunch of money on, mm-hmm. you, you need seed-to-soil contact. And without lifting all of that up and getting rid of it, you might as well not go invest a bunch of money into grass yeah. seed. Quality grass seed at that. So you get that up. I like to go in and aerate it. So core aeration up here, depending on where you're at that's not a bad thing and never is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have like a heavy dense clay soil, you can probably beat that up pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Watch out for irrigation heads where if you have like a sandy soil, uh, that the advice might change a little bit, but that just gives more room to breathe the soil, more room to breathe. And it's a nice little pocket where seed can go down and get that seed to soil contact too. Yep. Um, you could throw some starter fertilizer down if you want to. Uh it's not necessary but it does help and and accelerate that. And then depending on the germination window you just water the piss out of it mm-hmm. and anywhere between 7 and 21 days you should have a new one. You should have babies and new lawn dad. <laughs> which is pretty cool. So and like a lot like warm season too like if you select the right grass type uh a lot of these and some of these will laterally spread Mm-hmm. over time so in theory that means less of these overseeding projects if you would um by doing it right the first time and selecting yeah. the right grass type that that fits your lifestyle
0: yeah all right so game plan for for daniel i think game plan for anybody who's looking to do lawn lawn renovation or starting from scratch there's probably two different ways you can go one is starting completely from scratch like super duper from scratch That's killing off, if you have a ton of weeds, zero grass whatsoever, Um, killing off that. Or if you have currently sort of a lawn, just a lot of weeds, and you kind of just want to start over, maybe dethatching, uh, aerating, and throwing down some seed, especially if you're in the cool season, or you have cool season, or you want to turn it into cool season, overseeding. Yeah, so that's two different directions. And then... After that, you want to figure out what type of cultivar you want. If you're in the south, you're going to be going Bermuda zoysia. If you're in that transition zone, you can kind of choose whatever type you want almost. And then northern, you're going to be looking at uh, fescue, rye, or Kentucky blue. Pretty, Pretty easy much. Easy enough. Cool. And just just like that, Daniel's got a new lawn. Just like that. Daniel's a lawn daddy. He's going to be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Love it. So that's going to lead us to, we got final question here. Um it's actually a conglomerate of a lot of questions that I've, I've gotten, but winter weeds. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of winter weeds. What can I do about them? What chemicals can I use? Uh, what, what can I do about winter weeds? So I'm going to let you take off on that. What would you do in a northern lawn? So cool season grass. What are you using for maybe some weeds? Are you, are you only pulling them? Are you putting down chemicals? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, this so isn't it, it, I think this is mostly for a warm season deal for the winter
1: for sure. Um, and I'll cover the warm we, season after you, we have a couple weeds that will start their germination process that are very difficult and leaving you with a headache if you don't treat them right, um, throughout the winter time that will like bombard you in the spring if we don't take care of it. Uh, most of which is POA. Uh, mm-hmm. either poa annua or, or annual bluegrass which obviously i know you guys have a lot of but then poa triv too which mm-hmm. is like, like lime green it's ugly nice and terrible anywho um once it's there the the real <laughs> only way to do it is to kind of like start over mm-hmm. um so you want to you want to get a pre-emergent uh that happens before all of that germination takes place which is generally in the fall mm-hmm. um for us the majority up here the majority of those like broadleaf weeds come up in the springtime so Mm -hmm. we would also uh because it's two targeted periods so it's like for the fall you kind of target that if you want Mm -hmm. um probably it's there if you want to but then the most popular is like step one of like a four-step program it's a pre-emergent to take care of all of the weeds that would help germinate when the soil temps rise in the springtime yep um some popular ones are barricade and dimension. So mm-hmm. barricade is there, um, but you also have uh, dimension, which has dithiapyr in it. Um, the one caveat that I would say to this is that if you do decide to do a pre-emergent, you have to make sure that you're not doing any seeding because mm-hmm. the pre-emergent will <laughs> suffocate those weed seeds. Yeah, uh, It doesn't care about the grass seed you just laid. It will suffocate it. As well, once the grass seed starts
0: to germinate and halt all progress that you just put in, like, do you guys? I've heard of, um, and maybe it's through a, a different uh, YouTuber, uh, Tenacity. Do you guys use ten- Tenacity at all? Or, yeah, that's mesatrion okay. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yep. There we go.
1: It's, I, I say mesatrion because Tenacity is getting, reg- I mean, it, it will be regulated a little sure. bit more heavily, right? So yeah. it's, it's not available everywhere, especially in like Amazon. You have to like source it locally or have a license to do it. Like a licensed applicator or something like that, but
0: that, yeah, that will target the weed, not the actual grass seed. Okay. So like a, yeah, selective herbicide. So Mm -hmm. maybe cool season would be like a good, the tenacity would be a good one. Um, definitely can't use it on warm season. That's for sure. Do not use it on warm season.
1: Right. <laughs> I was about to say, this is, uh, that's dangerous area for me to even talk about on this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. if you're
0: listening to this and you have uh, cool season, cool season only, tenacity is a great, great herbicide for it, but also overseeding is, right. uh, overseeding in the, the spring and also fall helps choke out those weeds. Oh, for so, sure. That would be the natural way to do it. Yeah, for sure. What? We like natural. hmm So for me, uh, Bermuda, since you want to learn a little bit about, about yeah. Bermuda, so right now our grass is dormant so you northern people think it's dead it's not dead it's dormant Oh, we know what dormancy is i know but my parents (laughs) they're from you know they're from michigan to come down everybody's grass is dead like no it's just dormant sleeping it's brown it looks dead um so weeds stick out like a sore thumb we do have a poa problem we do have um like dandelion problems uh they look like Pickers or something like that. So there's there's a couple weeds that are popping up, and I will say too, are they like green? So I obviously have never lived in the south. Are they
1: green on a brown lawn? Oh wow, interesting. Oh, you can see it from
0: outer space. So that's why this is this is a huge question. It's just like how do I get rid weeds? Because like people are like their lawns look terrible right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I will say to even start out, first things first, you need to figure out what kind of weed you have. Yeah. So that's like a huge thing is like we can start talking about chemicals all day long, but at the end of the day, you got to know what type of weed you have. And then at that point, you can look at chemicals or herbicides that will take out that specific weed. Um, There's people here in the South. So technically us, if your grass is 1 million percent dormant, I'm going to say 1 million and over exaggerate. Like I do not use this. I don't say to use this, but people will say to use Roundup. You can actually use like a very, very small percentage of Roundup on your lawns and since your grass is dormant it doesn't get affected but um i never say to to do that that is just the risk of that if your grass is like 99% dormant and that 1% your spring green up come like march april may june you're gonna have yeah it's gonna just like be trash so those those so you may not have weeds but you're going to have the spots where you sprayed those weeds, those are going to be brown and the last things to become green. So while your neighbors who never sprayed anything are bright green and you're a long guy, you're like, why is my grass like so spotty? I must have some sort of fungus. No, it's the roundup that you sprayed. So first off is figuring out what type of weed that you have. And then from there, uh, like a couple of DIY options, there's, there's actually a couple of selective herbicides at Home Depot that you can use. One is uh, called image. So it's like literally right at Home Depot, right off the shelves, called Image. That's a selective herbicide. It will kill almost everything, um, but everything but Bermuda. So 90, 92% of the weeds that you see, Image will take care of a lot of it. Um, there's also another herbicide at uh, Home Depot. It's like the bio-advanced, uh, bio-advanced weed killer. That also will kill everything but Bermuda. So these two options are already better than what some people recommend roundup these two options are already like right off the shelves literally right next to roundup that you can use that will be so much safer on your bermuda um than like kind of just wild wild westing it and try and kill the weeds just to kill them and risking your spring green up yeah um we also have we have the benefit kind of like your tenacity how it kind of shoots weeds and everything but the cool season grass we have Two herbicides that I love using—it's called uh, Certainty and Celsius. Those two herbicides are select, like super selective herbicides, and they'll kill like ninety-nine point nine percent of everything, but your Bermuda mm. or Zoysia. So um, those two herbicides, and they're they're kind of expensive. I would say like for for both of them, if you were to buy them together, it's like two three hundred bucks. So they're expensive, but they'll last you forever.
1: I was about to say they'll last because the would... Don't like the application rates are so small. So small. I yeah. Mean, it's like con- yeah especially
0: yeah, especially if you're doing um like uh point and spraying or just like uh just little spots, spots that we get spot treating. I mean you mix a gallon of it, it'll last you. Yep. The the bottle itself will last you forever because you're only <laughs> using literally like a couple grains of that uh the herbicide. So mm-hmm. um if you're kind of like wanting to get into lawns like a little bit deeper, and you are you've got the Bermuda grass, you got the Zoysia grass, and you're kind of looking for a um, a weed killer or post emergent that will take care of everything but your Bermuda, it, you could spray it just like you would a, a normal weed killer. Celsius and Certainty are good good options, good investments to make because you can also spray them dead of the summer. So when your grass is green and it's mm-hmm. growing thriving, you can spray it as well, and it's going to kill everything like your Bermuda. Really? It, it, Dude, it's crazy. It doesn't affect the grass in the summertime either. So, um, there is a, uh, so two, four D I don't know if you've heard of two, four yep. D it's so that has a temperature limit on it.
1: Right. So usually it's about, about, like about to say.
0: 85 degrees Fahrenheit, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, Celsius uncertainty. There's no, there's no temp limit. I will say I have sprayed it and it's like been like a hundred degrees out or like, it's just been super hot and it'll bronze a little bit. Sure. But you can just mix that with like iron and mm. it will help the grass just bounce right back like the next day. So. Super interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's, to, that,
1: to that point, there's so many different active ingredients out there that understanding what you have is there. I a was million. just about to say the temp thing, because yep. up here, if you spray up like an herbicide, uh, old, over 85 degrees on average for the high temperature like you're gonna wake up with a leopard
0: and cook lawn. your lawn.
1: yeah it's yeah. i my neighbor four houses
0: down for me did it three years ago and it was the joke of the neighborhood yeah don't cook your lawn so yeah some of these again <laughs> learning about what type of weed you got in your yard that's huge these chemicals they have like what type of weeds they take care of what they don't and if the weed that you found out is in your yard is in the label and it says it take takes care of it it will take care of it read the label. read the label also protect yourself wear protective equipment again read the label but also to note make sure it has it sure you read about the temperature limit so don't just stop at the weed itself make sure you look at the temperature limit um, so I would say that's that's we winter weed care 101 outside of that you can pull them so that's that's <laughs> like the easiest thing ever they actually do I just got uh it's called the grandpa's weed puller I just got it i'm gonna be making some videos on it, but it's literally just the thing that you stick in the ground you rock it back and forth and it pulls oh, up sure. the weed yeah i'm gonna, i'm gonna I'm gonna make some videos on that so that's like the the ultra satisfying the ultra satisfying yeah. lawn dad uh if you just want to take out weeds and just spend a couple hours out there, not spraying chemicals, but doing it yourself. Just pull it by hand. Yeah. And that's how you it, take care of winter
1: weeds. Cause we all know as dads, we can use a, a cold beer and oh, yeah. uh, just some
0: time out. Just in some time silence. out in silence. Yeah. In silence. <laughs> Don't come out your kids. There's a lot of chemicals going on. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're always going to end the episode uh, with something that I like to do. It's called dad hack of the week. Mm. So uh Chris, And listeners, if you've never listened to a podcast before, this is the second one. So if you didn't catch the first one, then you've never heard of it. So my goal for this podcast is to make your lawn 10% better, but also maybe a 10% better dad as well. So if I've done both of those, it's great. So every single podcast, I want to cover what's called the Lawn Dad Hack of the Week or the Dad Hack of the Week. So Chris, what is the official second episode Dad Hack of the Week? (laughs) <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Uh, the pressure is on. So, dolphin killer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, don't <laughs> use zip ties on Carl Forrester. Yeah, don't be a that's the killer. dad hack. There you go. <laughs> um, no, I think from, like, dad hacks, there's a gajillion out there. But mm-hmm. I think just, like, the ultimate dad tip. There's, like, so routine with a sprinkle of spontaneity. All right. So kids... No, regardless of the age they need routine and the minute that they go off of it so does everything else Mm -hmm. and i think from like i me and my wife were we had a a year a year a a couple years ago where it's just like this is one curveball after another and the routine was off and our kids Mm -hmm. attitudes were following that and we were like no matter how stressed we are we just have to follow their routine and make sure that that's consistent and we can be as stressed or whatever after the fact but. That's, that's the big thing. But the other thing that I've noticed, and I think it was, we had a guest called John, his name is John, John, the dad, 16 on Instagram. He does like dad, like yep. comedy skits. And he had said like, someone told me something about Bluey. Do you watch Bluey? Oh yeah. Big Bluey family. Over big Bluey here. guy. So the dad, Biscuit, it's like the best dad of all time. And it of course, all of us look bad. Plus like he's got a really cool Australian accent. Like, in their house. And,
0: what does he do for work?
1: Seriously, dude. We were just <laughs> talking about that at Christmas. Like these guys are loaded.
0: Like, Jeez, what is happening? Yeah, that or um, other things things just like way less expensive in Australia. I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a whole, nother, whole other whole another bucket. Get back
1: but but so biscuit the dad. It he just happens to be the most patient dad of all time. Always have a solution for everything. But the episodes are like five, seven and a half minutes long, right? Yep. They're very good for like, a you know, winding down right before a bedtime routine or something like that. Um, but someone was talking to him just like, what if those seven and a half minutes was the only time that Biscuit got to spend with his kids? And he just gave it a hundred percent in mm. those seven and a half minutes and like was spontaneous and like f- forced himself to have the energy to go do this like random thing. Yeah. I was like, dude,
0: my mind huge. just
1: blew up. Yeah, and I was like, "What if that is it?" So, like, the spontaneity—I think of just like us as of us being kids again—is is another thing that like just got lost for yeah. like a generation or two. And like, I don't know, like getting down to the heart here, but like, kids love that. Yeah. And those are the things that they're going to remember. They're not going to remember the fact that they went to bed at 730 on the nose every single night. They're going to remember the fact that you just like threw yourself down the stairs. Don't do that. But like threw yourself down the stairs and like acted like you were doing something like losing down a hill or something like that.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Those are the things that they're going to remember. And also they're not going to remember. They're going to remember that over how perfect your lawn was too. I mean, 100%. That's...
1: As for care. us to remember,
0: they don't care. They love playing on it. And, and there's maybe memories that can be made on the lawn. So there's, you know, there's sure. something to be had about having a good lawn. So you can play soccer out there and have that spontaneity. But man, that's dude, that's, that's big. I, what if, what if he only had seven and a half minutes? The episode that you see is the only time he had with his kids, man. Crazy. That's awesome. Well, Think about it. that was the official dad hack of the week. Be more like biscuit. Be spontaneous with your kids. I think that's huge so chris one more time where can everybody find you uh on social media wherever you got the floor yeah i appreciate you guys having me on this is fun
1: uh you can find me on all platforms at ope dot it's motime and you can find us at the lawn feet at the lawn feet on all of our platforms and we release episodes probably twice a month and focus more on cool season grass types and i teach people how to get the yard of their dreams uh, mm-hmm. and you can also find me at motimecom
0: awesome well thanks for thanks for coming on thanks for spending some time with us today thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge about cool season and helping out helping out some people yeah, dude thanks for having me well um thanks all for listening if you could give us a, a like comment Uh, send in your questions. If you have questions for the next podcast, we'd love to answer them just like Ope did, just like Chris did today. Him and I sort of helped you out. So we will help you out on the future episodes. So thanks for stopping in. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks guys.